on this episode of Quantum Week, September 11th through 17th, 2016. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. We talk about movies and music and headlines and stories and things. And we are in our Patreon episode uh, concerning September 11th through 17, 2016 with Hell or High Water and uh, Send My Love to Your New Lover by Adele. Yes. Yes. Right. So, hello, Patreon people. Um, right. So, uh, let's get into the movie here. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. So this this is a really good movie. Really good movie. This is a really good movie. Yep. It's uh it's almost great. Yeah, there's not much wrong with it. You no, know, it, it's a it's an A minus movie. Uh, it's it's a movie that gets better as it get, goes on, which is rare. Yeah. Um, each act is progressively better than the act before it, and by the end of the movie, each scene is better than the scene before it, and it ramps up to a level and just kind of just and the movie just kind of ends. Yes, and unresolved. I, unresolved in, in in a few ways yes yeah uh, the characters are unresolved and then we are unresolved right yes but it's brilliantly done you don't feel like you were cheated no not at all um and performance the movie is really kind of is brilliantly directed um uh and it's brilliantly written written by taylor sheridan i believe oh and he um, is awesome sicario wind river is a very good film wind river too. is really good yeah sicario i didn't love he I wrote sicario really and directed i i didn't i didn't love that movie um he wrote and directed uh, Wind River, which yes. is very underrated. Yep. Um, if you're someone that enjoyed this movie, uh, I would say Wind River is is not as good as this movie, but it's that same type of kind of genre. It's pretty close. That's a location. really good one. Yes. It's good. I, I, this is, I think, quite a bit better. Um, hmm. I mean, I like Wind, Wind River is like a solid B. Like, it's a good movie. It's definitely worth the watch. I heavily recommend it for someone who's just looking for a quiet movie with some beautiful, especially in COVID time. Oh. Like you feel like you're, I think what was it all? Was it? That's Alaska. I, I think is Ala- it is Alaska. I think so. It's somewhere. It's some it's, really remote state. I thought it was like, it was, I don't know. Well, oh, it could be like Wyoming or Montana. It was or something, something like that. I think could it was be. Montana. Could be. Um, and, um, regardless, that's a, that's a good, that's a good movie. Jeremy Renner. It's a good, it's yeah, a good yeah, movie. Yeah. And actually the, the, I know it's a different director, but like looking at that versus looking at the desert, you yes. know, in this movie, that's kind of a good juxtaposition watching those movies together. Kind but it's of. also nice. That you feel like you're in unique places in both movies. It's yes. not like you're not, it's not shot on a lot. You don't feel like you're seeing the same type of right. it's not shot in Vancouver, pretending to be this. It's like, it's just a, now this movie was shot in New Mexico, pretending to be Texas, but it's close enough. It's close enough. It, it, I'm also not familiar with Texas super, you know, I've been to Texas a couple of times. It fooled the shit out of me. I've driven through Texas a couple of times and you see long, flat, like low desert plains like that in Texas too, you know, particularly West Texas. So it didn't look, it didn't look that different to me. There's a shot. In this movie is actually one of my favorite shots of the decade. Um, uh, the car, it's like a winding, it's a U mm. car to drive is a winding U curve. And then the shot, it kind of has the road, uh, on the bottom of the screen and it kind of, then it kind of pans out to, uh, the rest of this like amazing landscape. Yeah. And I remember I said, when I saw the movie theaters, I said, wow, out loud. And yeah. I saw it again last night. I said, wow, again, out loud. Like it's just this like breathtaking shot. Yeah. Um, and it kind of comes out of nowhere and, um, but yet it's completely earned. It's really good. It's, it it's is. when, um, Jeff, uh, Bridges and his partner are driving, um, to go kind of basically, uh, have the confrontation with, uh, with the older with brother the played by, by Ben Foster. Yeah. Uh, and it's on that road trip on that trip, that journey where you see this amazing shot. It is a wildly great shot. It's, yeah. it's a really amazing, that's a great, shot. um, amazing shot. And it, and it shows that this movie just has these quiet little 
things like that, that enough of them add up between the performances by Jeff Bridges and Chris <sighs> Pine. Yes. And then you have shots like that and you have a crisp, efficient script. Um, and you add up all those little things and you get a really almost great movie. Dude, there's so much. <sighs> there's another shot. We'll, we'll get into the other side. There's another shot too, where it go, the two brothers, um, they're getting prepared for, uh, the, the, they're doing, they're going to rob some more banks the next day. And they're, they're kind of settling down for the night at the ranch and they're drinking and it gets twi- it starts to get really twilight and they're sort of wrestling. Yeah. And th- it goes from that shot to the shot of uh, Jeff Bridges and Gil can't remember the, the actor's name in the town where they're waiting for him. And it's completely like blue twilight. That's another shot that I really love because you've got you. You've been seeing you've been seeing desert and yellows and browns like the entire movie until this w- one shot. That's all blue. It's like so shocking and cool. It's a great uh, that little town that they're in too. It's this great shot with Jeff Bridges and his partner. Um, you have a bank across the street, yeah, of this like, a shitty restaurant they're <laughs> yes. at, and then right next to them is this hotel. And it's like basically that's it in this town. Like, yeah, it's like they're like this main street. It's like forgotten town. It's aban- like almost like abandoned town. And just the way it's kind of laid out and the way that uh, they, they shoot it. Uh, David McKenzie's director. That's right. Um, Which he's. It's like a. He knocked one out of the park, kind of out of nowhere. I don't know these other I've uh, these never other films. Seen one of his films, Perfect I, I, Sense, was a Ewan McGregor film. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen any it. Of these. And he just did well, Outlaw King is a, is new. I think twenty eighteen with Chris, or twenty nineteen with Chris with Pine. Chris, Chris Pine again. I wasn't. It didn't look looks like a medieval kind of movie. Yeah, it's which, not really for me. But know. maybe I'll go and watch it because now yeah, you might like that stuff. Well, not just that because it's him and right. he, you know and and Chris Pine who I like. Chris Pine who's very good in this. Very good. Yeah, um, he's a good actor. I like him. Me too. I think he's very good. Um, he's a really handsome guy. He never plays the handsome, like he never no. plays that type. Like, or I mean, yes, in the Star he, Trek, yes, but he, he right, he, right, in Star he Trek, Kirk, right. Yeah. He's kind of flexing at his Kirk, but then like Wonder Woman, he was like a really good like comic relief yeah. type, uh, like other. You know, he's you know usually in, in his movies, obviously it's usually the man is the hero, but he had no problem kind of stepping back and having right Gal, Gal Gadot kind of play that role, obviously, and he's kind of the second banana, but he had no problem doing that. He, no. he was really good at it. And, uh, and this, he's completely different role. Um, and he, he's once again, is, is actually that final showdown between him and Jeff Bridges is uh, pretty intense is, is bad as good of a showdown as you're going to get conversation is perfect. It comes, you know, but it's the very end of the movie. So you're very familiar with these characters. Yeah. The movie is so intelligent in that it never has a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, I guess the bad guy is Chris Pine. I mean, I guess he is, but <sighs> But Every character has got so much depth. There's You're depth. right. It's really intelligent. Like it kind of. So who are we rooting for at the end? That I ha- asked my. Well, I'm, I'm rooting for Chris Pine, of course. I'm even writing rooting for Ben Foss mm, until I know, he until part he that is right until he kills Gil until he kills um you know uh, yes. the partner then I'm I'm rooting for him even like when he steps out of they stop the car he steps out of the car takes out his AK-47 and starts shooting at the other it's a back off motherfuckers yes. I'm like. Woo! Like I'm fist in the air, rooting for that motherfucker until the point where he kills. Yeah, and then it's like I never uh, really root for the Ben Frost. He, he's too off the rails. He is. He's too, he's too. But but he's but he's so a lot. He's a lot. He's doing it for his brother, and you're aligned with Chris Pine, and you want him to yeah, win. He it's does like, crazy shit. It's not for his he brother. Does. He does crazy shit selfishly. As he well. does. Like he robs that bank out of nowhere. <sighs> Uh, like he does some like kind of, he's kind of, he's an asshole. He is an asshole, but he loves his brother. He wants does. to set up his kids. He does like, uh, nah, he's, you know, took a few wrong turns, went to jail for 10 years. I mean, you, mm, it's tough. Yeah, I, 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 but yeah, I, I don't I'm, the wrong term. I mean, this guy sounds like kind of, this guy is kind of a monster. He is kind of, a, yeah, he but is. there's, a, I know he is, but there's also, 
It's he's not just that though. He's also funny and right. Well, the movie. I mean, the movie's uh, is for adults. It's for grownups. It's, right. It's a, you know. It's showing that people are complicated. There's definitely yeah. human human beings. So that character, though, I don't really. I I, I I can't imagine really rooting for him. Now the Jeff Bridges versus Chris Pine element of this movie, which is what it comes down to at the end. It it's does. really what it is. Yeah. I'm like I'm kind of. Like I, I get where both these guys are coming from. Like, and they're both faced with immense loneliness. They are. They both really have nothing to live for. No, they don't. Because Chris Pine, basically, his whole thing is, I need to set up my kids. I need to. He obviously feels guilty about something happened with the ex-wife. Yes. He needs to set them up. But now they're set up. There's oil going. They're good to go. So he's kind of he's again playing second banana to his other family. He's just he's there as kind of their guard dog and housekeeper almost. I guess. But you he, know? he has no real reason to live. No, that's it. And then because uh, they'd be fine without him at this point. Yes, they don't need him. His trials are over. Yeah, but I'm rooting for Chris Pine. I, he's a more likable character than Jeff Bridges' character, who's kind of like subtly racist. I mean, I know it's a right, joke. Kind of but like the Archie Bunker racism a little yes. bit. And, uh, yeah, I know he's joking, he's but he's joking, kind but of... He's kind of not, though. Yeah, it's kind of gross. He's just kind of a dick and gross, too. Where, but I think it's just how he does like camaraderie. I think they're like dealing with such morbid... Like being a cop is such a morbid, true. intense job. Like This is just how he kind of copes, but like he genuinely cares... And he's kind of a cocky bitch. Actually, the other thing, so there, there's a scene where they're in that town. You were talking about him um, and his partner, uh, Alberto is the partner. And, uh, and they're standing at the, the, uh, on his truck. And he's got a map out or something. He's talking about which bank they're going to go to right, next. He's frustrated. And uh, right and Alberto kind of interrupts him a couple times. And he gets so frustrated with him. I'm like, this guy's a fucking dick. And he's, he's just kind of aggravated. I know, but still, but... I mean, on the other side, Chris Pine's robbing banks with guns. I, but he, I know, but I like him more because he's just a nice, he seems like a nicer guy. You don't see all the backstory. You don't see, pro, he probably was an asshole. Maybe he cheated on his wife. Maybe he was bad to something his kids. Happened maybe, there, yeah. Something happened there, Because you see how she is. Too. She's, She's very like, cold to him. Very yeah. cold. So something happened. And, but we're not privy to that. So, and maybe if we were, I would feel differently about him. But I wasn't privy. I'm only privy to this time and, you know, this moment in time. So I like him more. I felt really bad for the Jeff bridges character in that he and i think it does tackle something you don't really see in film very much but it happens to a lot of people it's like what happens when you get old and you retire from your job and you don't have a family you don't have anybody you're alone yeah like what what is that life like and it's a life of of not much it's a life of you know chasing things you used to worry about that everyone's telling you shouldn't worry about anymore yeah it's a life of a lot of tv probably it's a life of just sitting on your couch like he has his dog looks like but he doesn't seem to have much his house is very empty and uh and they only show that for just a moment him on his couch watching tv with his dog but you get that sense so throughout though like earlier like they you know uh his his partner his partner's trying to sleep yeah and he's in his partner's room drinking beer and his partner's like why don't you just go in your own fucking room exactly and he's like but he's he's this guy's just really alone yeah and like he's like oh we're gonna rent a room and stay in this shitty town and the partner's like why, why don't we just go home he's just, like he's like no we're gonna stay this is what the action is like yeah meanwhile they're in this like dead shitty no, you know nothing town <laughs> but it's just like why why should jeff bridges character want to go home there's nothing at home exactly he's got nothing at least this is a new adventure. All he he's has on. in his life is his work, right. which is great when you're working. But the second you retire, it leaves you with not much. That's right. And it's really, it's really eye-opening for someone who might be really career-based or someone who's kind of coming from that. When I saw this movie personally, I was just got back from uh, New York. I just got, you know, yeah. talked about the story. I just got divorced. Um, uh, in fact, I was still technically separated, and, and my life's just completely in the toilet. My, I was very, yeah, you were, my hobbies. I was very career-focused in New York. Yeah, and it was just like. So, you know, I saw this movie actually with my brother-in-law 
who is a great guy, my brother-in-law Andy, I love my brother-in-law, like, I'm very lucky where I have a brother-in-law, actually, like, uh, and he's probably the closest thing I have to a brother, Yeah. Um, you know, because him and my sister have married for 10 years now, so, like, he's been a big part of my life for, you know, you know, over a fourth of my life, so, right. Um, so, it was kind of fun seeing it with, like, a like a brother-type figure, but um, I was just looking at it, like, wow, you know, to be alone is, is kind of a, it's kind of a curse, you know, this guy's healthy enough where he can, you know, still do stuff and still, you know, he's not old and decrepit. No, but his wife died, you know, probably too young. Um, but he's at the point in his life where he's, do we prob- know he's a widow? Yeah. We, he, he talks about it. Okay. Yeah. He says that she dies. Okay. Uh, and we, you know, he's probably too old to start dating again. And I mean, plus you where can, he lives, but it takes effort. It does take effort. Yeah. But plus, you know, where he lives and, and his age. So is he ever going to have more companionship? It's probably, probably a lost cause for him. Do you Rosa. think he goes back to Chris Pine's place and they have a showdown? <sighs> and if so, who wins? I don't think so. I don't think so either. If, if he did go back, he'd die. Chris Pine, Chris Pine would kill. I disagree. You think he'd Chris Pine's never killed anybody. Jeff Bridges has. He and has. I think, I think Jeff Bridges oh. is angry enough. Plus, Jeff Bridges kind of initiated this showdown. I think he's angry enough and lonely enough and desperate but enough to kill. He's a cop. That would be murder. I mean, he's not a cop anymore. He but that would go away pretty quick, though. That would be murder. He probably knows all the tricks. He's a smart guy. He is a smart guy. I don't know. I don't know if he can do that. He would have to turn that off. I don't off. see Chris Pine killing him. I know Chris Pine, they do have that gas station scene, which is pretty, pretty, pretty intense. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Where Ben Foster and this guy, this gas station kind of going back and forth, and Chris Pine kind of comes out of nowhere and just beats the shit out of the guy. That was rough, uh, yeah. So it's like maybe he does have that inner, you know, pit bull in him. Um, but to kill someone, that's a that's a big step. It is a big step. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. I think Jeff Bridges has to let it go. It be, the other thing is he doesn't have any proof. There's no proof at all. Actually, no. that brings me to one flaw that I have in this movie. Okay. The cops would have known. They would have looked into the finances of this family and known that the mother was in a re- reverse a mortgage yeah. that was at the point well, of getting foreclosure. Why do they keep going after this one bank type? Like, I mean, not, you, you not, would ask not, yourself that question. It's not, it's not, right. But, yeah. but if you're a cop, it's not, not really hard to connect these dots. I wouldn't we think have so. A suspect, we know who did it. Yep. And we know that the mother had a reverse mortgage with this very same bank. That would have been foreclosed it's on. Pretty Yeah, right. And you would have thought to yourself, oh, there's oil on that land. The bank wants that land. I, those don't seem like big leaps. No. So that was my issue with, that was one of my issues with the, I agree with with the, with the script. Um, it's like, especially a smart cop. Right. You and I mean, you have Texas Rangers. So in theory, like it's a pretty big, it's a, not just like some local podunk. No, it's like not to cop town, like in Fargo or something. Right. It's like a real like organization coming out. But even you. if it were like that, they're not, it's not that, not that hard to no. think about why, like what is the motive of rock? Yeah. And that, that was a problem. Jeff Bridges character is like, Oh, he, you know, um, the Ben Foster character, he just, he, he just wants to get all this money to blow it on a new car. Right. Like that's pretty easy to dismiss. Like, why wouldn't you think a few layers down and actually look into it and say, what would be the motivation for stealing this money? And, oh, wait a minute. They had, their mom died. You know, they would connect the dots. They would look at the family. Does he have any family? Are there any other accomplices? Oh, there was a mom. Oh, she died, left them a house, had a big bill on it that they had to pay right. off that has oil on that land. It seemed it seemed right. That seemed, seemed pretty a little, obvious. Little yeah. Easy. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a miss there for sure. Um, but besides that, the story is really cool. It's like, a great story. Yeah. And, uh, like that idea of why are we so, you know, you don't really see bank rob bank robbery movies in that way. You know, where, where you're, you're <laughs> that, that's a cool, that's a cool twist. You're stealing from the bank that you would need to pay back. They did my trick, which is what I, what I would always do if I robbed a bank, which I would immediately go to a casino and then change it out for chips. And yeah, that's chips what, back. Yeah. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, my thing is, if I was going to rob a bunch of banks, 
Uh, I would probably go to Vegas and do it and I would hit a bunch of different casinos. That way you couldn't trace. The, he's, he's going back to the same casino. He does. I would, I would spread that wealth a little bit. I know obviously probably for you know movie making magic, you don't want to have shoot nine different casinos. Like there's a lot of, re- I sure. get plus just the proximity to Oklahoma is a, you know, not going to drive probably all the way to Nevada potentially. Right. These guys aren't. Maybe but, there um, was only one casino no, nearby. It was, yeah. it was like any reservation type casino. So maybe there was just the one casino there sure that, that's that's yeah. fine and it was over um, the border so you so know, maybe they feel like they're kind of getting away with something yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah. right it's all but, but there yeah. are cameras people would see and then like that's the other yeah so just to sort of continue that to the texas rangers would then say well you got a ch-, so then you got this forty thousand dollar whatever check from the casino and then you'd start to see oh they you know you could check the fucking footage of the casinos i think he could have pieced it together they say that some people say that robbing banks is like a loser's crime. Like you're going to get caught because you're doing it in broad daylight. There's people around, it's cameras. It's like a, it's, but yeah. I've also read that that's not the, that's not the problem. The problem is people don't want to stop. Mm. They see you can pretty much rob. If you plan it out and do it right, you can rob one bank. Right. But no one can stop with one. A lot of times students like your addiction issues. They keep needing sure. to go back and get more money Yeah, because you don't make as much as you think. You only make like a few grand, I guess, when you walk out. Well, it looks like it. Yeah, if you didn't get into a safe or anything, if it's just what's in right. the drawers. So you walk out like you know, five grand. So. Yeah. And yeah, because one of the banks, they said seven grand is what they, yeah, they walked I, with. I think it's, it's pretty on point. Yeah. Um. So like, yeah, I mean, I've never obviously thought of running a bank, but it, no. I've always been kind of interested in like that that crime element of it. I mean, I think now, I think in 26, well, you you heard one of the old guys say it in the diner. You'd, he's like, you'd think that no one would be able to get away with this right. in this day and age. Yeah. But maybe in in poorer Texas, you know, slummier well, towns, you could. And that's a big part of this movie is it poverty. Is. Yeah. So you know, you, this comes out in 2016. Obviously, the economy is doing better at that time. But you can tell a lot of this movie kind of lives in the 2008, 2009 world, which is um, you know massive foreclosures, a lot of poverty. You can tell it kind of has that attitude throughout of just people who are in really really difficult financial situations. And this movie kind of does show kind of another side of the country that you typically don't see on film. And we don't really experience this type of thing here in like the Northeast. We, this, right. Yeah, we don't. I've run into towns like that. So some of the towns that we're looking at, you know, are dirt roads. Yes. And, you know, one story kind of double wide ish houses that are falling apart. I mean, I've run into that out the West. Definitely. Like, you know, driving through even Oklahoma yes. and Texas and West Virginia. And I've, I've seen it. So I, I get, I've, never, I've been through West Virginia, but I've never like gotten, no. you know, gone into any towns, but you don't really see that up here. So it's kind of shocking to see like, wow, people live like that in the United States. Yeah. It um, definitely like, and, you know, and we also were lucky we were 2008. We weren't hit as hard as a lot of the other places were. That's right. But 91, we were though. I mean, the recession definitely smacked New Hampshire in the face in 1990 when that, when that all went down. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, then we had, you know, we had the Air Force Base closed here in, in Portsmouth. And we, so we definitely got hit. We got hit harder than most places did in that one. But then in 2008, we got hit the, 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 like, the well, a lot less. At, yeah. Most of the country. Yeah. But right. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, living, I lived in Florida for a couple of years I, with the stuff I did at Monkey Boy. I traveled around like, you know, a lot of these like, because remember, we weren't getting signed by the big minor leagues. We were signed by like, the small, right. tiny little teams. So, you know, a lot of time in West Virginia, a lot of time in Georgia, in Tennessee, in Kentucky, Arkansas, and you're driving around sure. in these towns, it's like, wow, there's, there's, there's real poverty yeah. in this country. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of, you know, you read in the paper. I mean, we're obviously very, you know, privileged or fortunate yeah, or whatever it is. Very fortunate, of course. Um, you know, but like, I, you know, I don't, I, people, just, a lot of people go to bed hungry. Yeah. Like my father did. My father grew up very poor. Like he went there were nights when he was a kid, he went to bed hungry. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. You know, it's, like it's, it's like, I, I can't even like, doesn't even like 
register my brain. Yeah. Um, but it's a real, and you one in these towns and like, so you're seeing some of the stuff in these town, like it's just nothing there. And they, also like, what do you, I think even Jeff Bridges even says like, where do you work around here? Like, or what do you, yeah, what, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you improve yourself? Yeah. There's Unless one restaurant. Leave, what do you do? <laughs> that That's it. That all you can do is leave. I mean, I, I think I'd have to, I couldn't, I wouldn't, if that were my family situation, you know, somewhere in West Texas like that, in, in one of those towns where it's just this grid of dirt roads and no industry, you'd have you'd have to leave. You got to go to a city. You got to go to East Texas and like go to a city or something to try to figure that out. Because what do you do? You're on maybe on food stamps. Maybe you're on government assistance. There's one restaurant in this town. This old you know cranky lady is there right. as, the, as the waitress. Probably one cook in the back. Or the other, you know, the one of the other like larger ones has a diner where they have yeah. the other bank. But there, there's like nothing, there's like nothing there. No. So just, and, that, and we see too. There's like even cowboys working still, cowboys yes. and ranchers and stuff. And and the cowboy comments you, you know, and, and to wonder why my kids don't want to live this life. I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. I'm still doing this in 2016 or whatever he says. It's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like it's almost a different planet. Yeah, I, it certainly is definitely a, a different uh, a different look than you typically get in film. Sure, so it's not. It was it was it was very interesting. It makes this film even more compelling and intriguing in that you have this entirely different, but in many cases more real um, layout than a lot of other films portray. I, it may, it may, Wind River is similar to that too. It Wind is. River really shows poverty. It does. Wind River shows like some real like in in reservations and things like that. Some real honest to god like legitimate poverty that It'd be you don't interesting, typically see. Interesting to know if Sharon actually had like a pov- like an impoverished upbringing or something because mm. he seems to write that. I mean, even Sicario, when you're looking at some of the Mexican stuff or the stuff on the border, yeah. you know, between Texas and Mexico, you see a lot of that stuff too. I wonder if he's, if I wonder if he has firsthand knowledge. Maybe he does. But, um, oh, there was another thing I wanted to say about uh, the Texas um damn i lost it when i was going to so one thing i want to talk about was uh let me pull up here i want to talk a little bit about jeff bridges yeah so jeff bridges is an is a hall of famer i think so and i don't even want to go through his his hall of impact is big lebowski like it's not even worth right like that's the most iconic role but you still don't uh you're still not a lebowski fan uh i've seen it twice uh, I saw it in the theaters when it came out. Yeah, me too. Uh, I did not like it. I saw it. I'm like, I'm gonna do a rewatch. So I rewatched it about ten years ago. Still didn't like it. Yeah, it just doesn't just doesn't ring for me. If it comes up again, I'll gladly watch it again. It's you know, it is. It's not like a terrible movie. It's definitely interest has some interesting elements to it. His performance is quite good. It is. I just it's a lot like um Inside Lewin Davis, where also Coen Brothers. We have kind of this meandering character, and I think people like that just generally annoy me. I can see that. So I think there's that sort of disconnect for me where I don't think it's funny or relatable. It's just, just aggravating. Um, so that, that bothers me. Um, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Okay. So this guy nominated for Oscar seven times, seven times, seven times that not many people. And by the way, that does not include Lebowski. His most famous role. So a crazy horse, I think was one. So that's what he won for. That's what he won uh, for. So he's nominated for a last picture show. All the way back in 1972. I don't know. That I, I pro- maybe I've seen um, it. I don't know. Peter Bogdanovich film, yeah. Civil Shepherd. Then uh, he was nominated for Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, which is a Clint <laughs> Eastwood movie. Right. I saw uh, a long I've time never ago. Seen that. I have. Uh, so supporting actor, supporting actor. That's funny. Finally got nominated for a leading actor role in Starman. With, uh, Starman, of course. With Karen Allen, I believe, isn't that? Yeah. Um, that's a cool saw, film. John Carpenter, right? I think you're right. Yeah. That's a cool film. I saw it as a kid. Me too. Sense. My dad liked the movie. Yeah. Uh, so then... Uh, 
it's not until 2001, so it's like a 16-year layoff. But meanwhile, in that layoff, he does Big Lebowski's most famous role. Right. He gets nominated uh, for The Contender, which is the Joan Allen uh, running for president movie. <sighs> Don't Woman know if I've seen it. Maybe. In 2010, uh, he, gets, he wins for uh, Best Actor for Crazy Heart. Right. Uh, is Crazy Heart or Crazy Horse? Crazy, crazy Heart? Heart? Okay. The next year, he gets nominated for Best, supporting, or best uh, Lead Actor in True Grit, the Coen Brothers uh, remake. That's a good one. Do not like. Oh, you um, didn't like that. You, no. you, have, you have a thing with the Coen Brothers. I think it's their, maybe it's their humor. Yeah, something that's missing there. I, I mean, really like that. It wasn't them. a bad movie. I it just didn't. See, that's the thing is, I don't hate Coen Brothers movies. Like, like, like a serious man or. Um, but people really revere them. Right. Um, I don't. Yeah. I think they're. I think they're really great. Miller's Crossing was okay. Miller's Crossing was good. Yeah. It's okay. Fargo, it's of course, fine. is amazing. Fargo's great. So Fargo and. Um, but you don't like the. See, I love Hudsucker's Proxy, too. You haven't seen that yet, but, no. that, but it's a little more whimsical. What's the one we just covered for the show? Um, uh, no uh, Country for Old Men, of great. course. Yeah. So they've done two great movies, yeah. for, in my opinion. And then the rest is um, okay or eh. Like, Did not like Raising Arizona. I'm not a big fan fine. of that. It's fine. It's okay. Don't like that one. Like, it annoys the shit out of me. They're also like overly quirky, which annoys me. Yeah. That they makes try sense. to have all these like, wild, wacky characters. And it's like, all right. Um, and then he uh, was nominated for this, yeah. um, which, which he lost. Um, he's not for supporting actor. I, uh, this was a good year. This was a good year, but I don't know about who, you know, the supporting actor, uh, was from moonlight and I haven't seen that. I've film, not seen so, that so I don't know. Charlotte Ali won. Yeah. Uh, so he was also nominated against Lucas hedges from Manchester by the sea. Lucas hedges plays the kid in that movie. Mm. It's not a great performance. No, this is significantly better. Hedges is the weak link in that movie. Um, Oh God, he forgets his name every time we do this show. Who's the guy from Friday Night Lights? Friday Night Lights. Don't the coach. Um, uh, oh, the, oh, oh, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's awful. Yeah, I always forget his name. He's so good. I really like him. He's great. Oh, what the fuck is his name? Um, oh, that'll come I know, to it's me. really frustrating. It uh, is. He, he was a better supporting actor in Manchester by the Sea than, uh, than Hedges was, I thought. Dev Patel and Lion, which right. is what you like. Yeah, it's a very good film. And then Michael Shannon and Nocturnal Animals. Don't think I've seen that. I, I usually like so. Shannon. Uh... I, the only one I can really compare it to is the Hedges performance, which uh, I think uh, he's better than I think he's better than that. So this guy not only for his picture. I know it did. And I, you knew it wasn't going to win, but it's, it, it's no, good. It had no chance of winning. Yeah. Um, uh, Moonlight uh, won. Yep. Um, Arrival was nominated. Yep. Arrival's really okay. very good. It's, it's good. It's good. I think it's, it's really okay. good. Yeah. It's, it's I like okay. Villanueva. It has some real issues. Uh, we, we will get into that when we talk. I don't want to We'll probably get to it. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, Fences. Um, which is Denzel Washington. Haven't seen that yet. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge, pretty good. Which was had no chance because the Mel Gibson connection. It's not yeah, going to win. It's that's never, a good one. Though. Mel Gibson will never. I, I can't believe he got nominated for best director. Like the fact that he got nominated is a, is a shock. Yeah. Uh, Hello, High Water. Obviously, Hidden Figures, which was haven't seen it. Not going to win. That was the uh, astronaut or the women who helped uh, do NASA. Yep. Uh, it, it that wasn't there. La La Land, which haven't seen. You said sucks. What's that? You said it sucked. No, I haven't it seen it. Suck. No, it doesn't suck. It's it's okay. Uh, it's uh, you know, is you have the same guy that does Whiplash. Um, oh, I really like Whiplash. Which That's is quite that is a, was Damien oh. Chazelle. Chazelle. Yes, that is a terrible that name. Is a, I'm sorry. Great movie. Uh, I'm getting old. Uh, La La Land is his follow up. Whiplash is is a very good movie. Borderline very great. good. I yes. actually put that in this in the same category. Yeah, the A minus like almost great yeah. level. So to follow it up with like a B minus C plus like empty vessel movie some directors only have is. one in them i mean same thing with david mckenzie here you know maybe he's maybe he's got something later on but 
He hit this well, one out of the park, but the other ones. He's so, but he's so visual. I, I don't know. I think there was more to him than that. I think I think he was trying to make a fun musical, and it, it which is kind of what it was, but it was just not a lot there. Yeah. Um, and then you have uh, Lion, which I know you said you liked. Yep. It. And then Manchester by the Sea, which is the thing I'm passionate about. Sure. That was definitely kind of the third chair at the, at that dance. It was Moonlight, Lion, La 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 and then like Manchester by the Sea was a distant third. Um, uh, in the running, I think that year. Uh. Manchester by the Sea, by the way, no movie tackles grief better. Uh, <sighs> I know I'm going to have to see it sometime. I'm, you really not, I'm not looking forward to it. You should go see it because I don't think it's something we're going to cover anytime soon because it didn't make didn't, a ton of money. Didn't go. Like it made some money, but like, I mean, we had a, I actually, so I did cheat a little bit this week. You cheated? Yeah. This what? Was, this was the 11th ranked movie. Oh, but we had to do it. I, I'm like, we got to run into this again. I really feel passionate. This movie. I, Me too. I, I like this movie. So I enjoy this movie more than Manchester by the Sea. Manchester by the Sea is probably a better movie. Yeah. But if you said what's my top, like I'm making a list of my top 100 movies all time. I don't think this is going to crack it. Um, but it might come close. But like, I'm yeah, not, I'm not going to put Manchester by the Sea. I don't. It's just. It's not enjoyable. It's, it's not. It's so good, but it's just not. It's just a tough watch. That's why I'm. I'm not looking forward to it. That's it the problem. Really, it is really I'm sure good. it's great. Casey Affleck's so good. I'm sure he's great. He's great in most things. He does a very good, very good job. This was not nominated for Best Director, which is a sign that it was never really seriously considered for yeah. um, for uh, for Best Picture. And it was nominated for Best Screenplay, along with La La Land, The Lobster. Lobster um, was neat. Did you see Colin that? Farrow, right? Yeah. I haven't seen it's that It's odd. Very odd. 20th Century Women, which I don't remember at all. Oh, I have no, no recollection at all. And then Manchester by, by C1, Manchester by C screenplay is fantastic. It's a better screenplay than this one is. Mm. It just deals with... Well, this has got a hole. I mean, this, this, has, got, has, a this hole. has got some stuff. Um, and I Manchester by the Sea, by the way, is also visually interesting. This is all shot on location as well, but I'm so familiar with that location. It's yeah. not as interesting. Well, this location, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. This is right. so interesting. And, and but I'm just, That's the northern coast of Mass, right? Yeah. Is that where we're at? Yeah. So I'm not, I'm just not as used to it where I'm used to, um, you know, more of that locale. Of course. Yeah. Um, but there's editing too, actually, for this, for editing, this movie, yeah, which makes a lot of sense. Um, this is a movie, movie's brilliantly edited. Uh, yeah. I, this could be something that was really, it never felt like it was slow, even though it's methodical. Never felt slow. Never felt uninteresting at all. No, uh, not at all. And in fact, it ramps up. It ramps up. Uh, the first act, because you know they have, and I think I missed the part of him being a widow. Because sometimes it's kind of hard to understand them. Oh yeah. They have, you know, they have really thick accents, which I it's, I have no problem with. Actually, the accent Jeff um, Jeff Bridges is a great accent it's it's it sounds real authentic yeah it's sometimes i just have a hard time understanding it. And i, I don't do it. the subtitles thing i think you do right yeah we do because barbara always likes right. it so, so i always do this is one time we're like ah maybe i yeah you know but then after you hear it for about 10 minutes you do like it gets easier to understand but the first 10 minutes i was struggling a little bit and it happened in the movie theaters too um especially with him yeah a little bit even with um with ben foster stuff who by the way isn't super great in this i think he's good he's okay i've liked him in other things better but he's i thought he was good he was in a movie. I'm going to look it up right now. He was in a movie in 2000. I saw it at the New Hampshire Film Festival. Um, mm. And it was, it's, okay, so this movie's interesting. It was Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. all the movies that have ever, have 100%. So basically that means that every critic has recommended it. Yeah. The number one movie, the most reviews that are at 100% is uh, Paddington 2. <laughs> I fucking hated Paddington. I've never seen Paddington. Oh. Paddington 2 has the most reviews that no one has ever not recommended it. How is that possible? I don't know. 
Okay. The number two movie, though, is this Ben Foster movie I'm talking about. And it's uh, very similar to Stranger in the Woods, um, which is, I know, a book we both like. Yeah. And it's basically the premise of this guy that kind of goes into the woods, but he has a daughter with him. Oh. Um, and What's this? Do you know what it's called? I'm looking it up right now. Oh. I always forget the name of it. I, oh, Leave No Trace. That and, sounds um, I wonder if I've seen it. So it came out in New Hampshire Film Festival, so I went and saw it a couple years ago, and it was really good. Yeah. It's not the best. This is a better movie than that. Don't yep. get me wrong. Um, but it's a good movie, um, and he's he's really good in it. It's his best performance. Yeah. I think in this one, it's a little too much at times, especially where the other problem is Pine and Bridges are so good. They are. That it's like... But he's also the more bombastic I know. Um, brother, whereas Chris Pine is the more reserved one. So I think it makes. I mean, he's doing the Joe sense. Pesci and Goodfellas, the Joe Pesci he, in casino role here. Yeah, he's like the you know the wild brother. Yeah, uh, or the wild you know character, the wild friend. But um, it's just a little too much. But uh, but yeah, it, but this is a very good movie. Do you are do you anything else? Do you want to move on to our uh, our top ten movies all time? I week? think we can do. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're good. All right. Yeah, a very good movie. I enjoyed watching so it a second time. This is an A minus movie. Yeah, it's very close. So very this, close. This movie is very good. Um, and this movie got me thinking like, all right, well, what are my top? Well, Matt said on Wednesday's show that With he thought Sully. Sully was a top 10 movie. I, I said, thought I said so. that's ridiculous. That's, yeah. That's a terrible take. I was wrong. Yes. Um, only because we've just covered so many good movies in this show. So then I'm like, all right, well, what are my top 10 movies? Um, so we each have our list of top 10. Yeah. Do you want me to start? Would yeah. I, yeah. Would, I'm just going to run through them. Sure. Here. Run it. Uh, 10 Inglorious bastards, nine Argo, Eight Boogie Nights, seven Ghostbusters, six Back to the Future, and by the way, this is only movies we've covered. <laughs> only movies we've covered. Yeah. Um. Want me to stop there? Ten through six, and you want to give your ten through yeah, six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so do you have any problems in my list? Inglorious Bastards, yeah. Argo, Boogie Nights, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. Yeah, Back to the Future is not in the top ten. It's but, not in your top, movies we've covered. It's not in your top ten. I I love Back to the Future, but it's not. That's not a top ten. It's in my top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah, if I can talk. Top twenty <laughs> movies all time. I'm so flabbergasted. Yeah, I don't think so. Not for me. I mean, it's really good. I'm wow. not. I'm not shitting on that movie. It's a really good movie. Um, ten is the Prestige. Nine. Oh is, come on, that's tar- That's a horrible take. No, it's not. Nine is Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, that almost made mine. Yeah, eight is Inglorious Bastards. Seven, okay. No Country for Old Men. Eh. Six, The Departed. All right. Stop there. Yeah. Six. Okay. Departed is not on my list. I know we had that. That's a bad that the departed and no country for old men are are neck and neck for me. Those two are neck and neck are neck and neck. Silver Linings playbook was a tough leave off. Karate Kid was a tough leave off for me. Oh, uh, I mean, that's in my top 15, but that's a tough to Ghostbusters Two is tough for me. That's the best comedy ever so far. I don't know of a, a better comedy than Ghostbusters. I love that film. I but it's, prestige, which is not not a great movie. Uh, here are my top five. Yeah. Silence the Lambs. Five. <sighs> Four is Jackie Brown. Well, th- this is the problem. Three is Road to Perdition. Two is Pulp Fiction, and one is Goodwill Hunting. I mean, we're all similar there. But th- what's your top five? What do you mean one is Goodwill Hunting? We said, I said it when we did the show. Is it Well, I probably reacted the same way then as I am now. Not That's really. bullshit, dude. That's fucking. It's a great. It's, it's a, great, a great, movie. great movie. Yeah, but no, it's not better than Pulp Sticking Fiction. Sticking with it. Oh, Goodwill Hunting is five for me. All Jackie right. Brown is four. Right. The Silence of the Lambs is three. Road to Perdition is two. No, Pulp Fiction is one. Argue that. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, know. Have, I have a real problem with the Prestige making your top. That's that's a that's a dumb take. <sighs> that's a tough one. That's a tough prestige is really good. See prestige better than Ghostbusters. It's <sighs> terrible. Me. It hurts me. Ghostbusters is 12 for me. 12. Yeah. Fuck. And it's tough to leave Argo out of there too. Uh, Argo's 13 karate kids, 14, the flies, 15 unforgiven 16. I mean, we've had a lot of good movies, so that probably Sully doesn't hit the top 15 even. No, 
That's what I mean. Sully's, yeah, Sully's not even in my... Yeah, oh, but it's such a good movie. Not in my top 20. And um, so is this. So is Hell or High Water. This isn't either. So, okay, so is this better than Sully? I say absolutely. This is like miles better than Sully. <sighs> it is, but not by a lot. Is this better than The Fly? I don't think so. I think The Fly is, aw- is awesome. Fly's really good. This I'm is so a, close. There's a just little, a hole here. There's me, no holes this, in the fly. This is a little better than the fly. But there's no it, holes but it's in the right fly. There. They're right there, right, right. Like what, what's wrong with the fly? There's nothing wrong with the fly. Um it's shot awesome. The dialogue the script is amazing. It's interesting. It's I creepy. I don't like the characters as much. I think the performances are better in this. Oh, I don't know. Not that's Goldblum. That's Goldblum as bad. And, and Gina Davis, Davis is, good, is great, too. Think, there's nobody else, though. That's the thing. There's like, there's really very good. I mean, I, I put them neck and neck. I yeah, really neck and neck. neck. It's neck and neck, but there's holes in this one with the, I know it's hard. It's hard. All right. We're doing our Cisco Neighbor thing now that I love to do. Oh. Uh, Sully thumbs up or thumbs down. Fucking thumbs up. Thumbs up as well. Uh, Snowden. Thumbs up. Thumbs down. Are you fucking, you have such a hard on for the Snowden stuff. Well, I, so a thumbs up would be a, a better than a C, right? It's whatever you want. Do you recommend it or not? I would recommend Snowden. Ugh, how could you do that? What do you mean? How can I do that? Maybe I'm, I mean, I guess I'm a little blinded by the story. It's, uh, it's so, so yeah, you really got it. Anytime something's even like a little bit, anytime any has like an alien and spaces and that's not ET, like alien. I thumbs down predator, by the way. So you, this whole, right, this whole right, thesis good. just right. got fucking destroyed. <laughs> thumbs, uh, or it has predator. to do with like a Liberty stuff. And Matt's like, I love it. It's great. It's like, well, when was the last time we covered really, something really that was not. the Liberty thing? I don't know. Hopefully never again. <laughs> fucking bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> Make yeah. shit up. I, I wonder if people like that episode or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Oh, I'm sure we're taking this before it came out i'm, I'm guessing rave, rave reviews no people will like it sure uh <laughs> and then uh <laughs> and then uh they're necessary evil guest i mean we nine was great nine was a great guest dude it let's not let's not blow up our episodes i'm not i i, I like to be honest especially on the patreon shows yeah but you don't also have to advertise if you don't think it's a good show i think it's a, no i know i think no if I think we did. If someone's interested in Snowden, I think it's a really good episode. Yeah, exactly. And she's really good. And she's really good. She's yeah, really not, it has nothing not to do with that. It's just harder to do a show with a guest. That's always going to be the case. If we're in, a, particularly if we're not in studio, I'm with also them. not that interested in the topic. Okay, that's true too. And you are. So, so I think it's a little different. It's like, what if I brought on someone that wanted to talk about like you know nineteen sixties expansion? I'd be interested. In, I'd be interested. You, in. you wouldn't. No, you, but you wouldn't. I wouldn't know a lot about it, but I'd be interested in yeah, it. Yeah, you're interested to a point. And it's like, all right, well, I'm, but you, I like baseball. That's a bad. That's probably a bad comp because I, like, I like baseball. It's it's, it's all right. I Maybe mean, there's I, another geeky thing you can talk about <laughs> that I would be not interested in. No, it's geeky. It's Snowden. That's for sure. So <laughs> Snowden gets a thumbs down for me. No, I know. And I said not at all a knock on Naomi. Naomi was a great. No, she was guest, great. Very yeah. knowledgeable. Came super prepared. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's more just. The guests guess are necessarily evil. Like, that's how we're going to expand the show. Yeah. Is, you know, we have on guests that um, are nice enough to come on, that have big, big outreaches, hopefully, and they can expand it to audience that would not have found us otherwise. Exactly. And then Matt and I would talk. It's like, all right, well, we're going to do Snowden. You know, if we're going to have a guest on that that's their, that's their strong their passion. Point. That's and their strong, passion. Yeah. And that's something she's super. She is. She's going to reach out to her network with, I'm guessing, they're passionate about it too. Like they're going to yeah. be a lot more passionate about Snowden than say like, you know, my network would be or, you know, yeah, of course, you're, of course like, you know course. what I mean? Or like, yeah, or whatever. Or, um, that's the interesting or like we, Mike or blind Mike's network would be, of course. So we might as well give them something that they're going to be passionate about, which is, you know, they're more likely to hear Naomi talk about Snowden. They are hear Naomi talk about walk hard. Exactly. Yeah. I also find it for Na- for Naomi and like, we have very similar, backgrounds like we don't know each other very well we just know each other just a little bit but 
She's the blockchain stuff, the Liberty stuff, producing for Stossel. We have like a lot of overlapping interests. Yes. So you're right. It's probably more interesting for someone like me than it is for, for you. Right. And like I said, it's, and, and you know, it's tough with the guests like we had on the Jesse Dayton. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I remember my opinion was, was a much better guest. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's, than, she's, than yeah. Jesse was. Uh, Jesse was fine, but it was just like, it was, he didn't know. He, yeah, he, yeah, it was it's hard to have a conversation. It was very one sided. Well, he was, didn't even know really that listening. She was. I didn't know he was listening a lot better than Jesse was. Very well. Yeah, <clears throat> he didn't even know. He didn't know like that. I like I critique music. Like I understand this stuff when I because I was started talking about music, like composition stuff, and he was like, "Oh, you understand now? You're talking the same language." <clears throat> like he didn't. It didn't seem like he he knew that stuff going in. No, he didn't. You know, and it which was is fine. fine. Jesse was great to come on and yes, talk about was. it, but um, yeah. but like that wasn't like that's not. That's not know. really That's what we not do. Really, I feel like this is more, but and it was a, actually it was fun to talk about a movie outside of our thing and that song. I really liked too, so that that was fun. But she was a good guest. She was a good guest. She no, was a good she, guest. Was, she did everything. But the guest shows are just it's just it's just harder. harder for us too. Yeah. I think you know. And, but I'm curious. Maybe maybe people love doing us. Uh, I give some of the movie thumbs down. The movie is not a good movie. Whatever. Thumbs up. Uh, so then this then one this, thumbs up. Of thumbs course, up. Thumb, yeah. way up. Yeah, way up for this one. This is a really um, good film. Yeah, this was on the little uh, blockbuster VHS box. It's a two thumbs way up. Two thumbs way up. You should make one of those. Quantum Week. Then. The, the Quantum. Me make a VHS box. Yeah, you should do that. How would I do that? I don't know. Get, I don't, Why would I do that? Get what? some no one... cardboard and glue some shit together. You're crafty. I'm not crafty. No, you're not. No one rents movies, so why would that be a good thing to do? I don't know. Just something it almost like something you're just kind of saying. Shit. Take pictures of it. Take I was, no, I was saying do a design. Do that design. design. Then we can no, tweet that shit that. out. It doesn't really make any sense at all. Not, to do totally a design of... Uh, you were talking about this visual of this, this, this VHS box. People can, I mean, people can imagine in their own head. I mean, they didn't even make a design. People who, have, people who aren't aliens like you have lived in this world and have gone to blockbusters and seen the VHS cover. I'm the one making shit up and you're calling me an alien. You are an alien. No, I'm not. Uh, what, ha- what happened with La La Land and Moonlight? What, what happened? Oh, <laughs> the biggest thing ever happened. You got a little blowback on that this week. Uh, people saying... And then I explained my point. They immediately then shut down. Well, that's because they were too bored. They didn't want to continue with the conversation. I I, you bored them to tears. A, that was a horrible, horrible thing not to be <laughs> aware of. Not. It was, I'm sorry I don't have cable and sit in front of the TV all day like other people. It's you. not sitting in front of the TV. It's simply talking to people at your job or like communicating with other humans. Well, I've worked from home for five, six years now. I don't really talk to... That would it's be not the problem. Same, it's not the same situation. I work with people, a lot of online people. That's how it's been. Yeah. <laughs> From different countries too. That's the other thing. People who aren't as obsessed with uh, U.S. you know award shows, mm. self-aggrandizing fucking you know celebs blowing each other uh, award shows like you are. Right, right. What are they obsessed with again? What's so important to them? Self-aggrandizing. What? And what's so important? What, what's so important that you do that? That is that is not this. I'm trying thing. to change the world with uh, blockchain technology. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Point. That's all right. You watch TV. <laughs> it's, it's I'll change the world. Watch TV. <laughs> it's like criticizing someone for watching the super bowl it's a major it's like, it's like the one of the most oh. watched events of the year the, the i can't put the two together i mean okay well they are i mean when you when when you're selling advertising super bowl uh when abc had both things and if someone couldn't afford or couldn't get in the super bowl the next stop immediately was the oscar all right well the super bowl is way more interesting to me than the oscars okay <laughs> shall we move on we, we can yes sure I'll try. So this is Adele, our first Adele. Mm-hmm. Uh, send my love 
to your new lover. Uh, I really like the song, actually. Okay. I think I told you before that we like I've covered it. Um, yeah. Barbara and I will play it. Barbara can, you know, sing the shit out of Adele. She's got a great voice. And this is kind of one of the few songs that really works for a guitar because it's really that's that's it. It's basically a guitar and someone tapping she says on a guitar. It being a song. Yeah. Yep. Just a guitar then. Yeah. Something like that. Just a guitar then. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that she doesn't have a British accent when she sings. Mm. Totally Americanized. I mean, isn't that how it works? Though? Not always. No, in the Beatles, I can hear like they sound. I know they're doing. You know, they're very influenced by um, by R and B music from the United States, but they they still have their accents. Mm. Maybe maybe now. Yeah. I didn't hear from her. Do you not like the song? It's fine. I think it's a really good one. I Adele's Adele's fine. I don't have like a strong take on her. I, I it's not anything I would ever listen to. I think this is probably like my favorite. I guess Adele song. If yeah, I had to pick an Adele song to be a favorite of. Me too. I don't hate this music. I don't. I I would never seek it out. I was listening to. I was trying to go. I mean, she she's such a major star. That you can't help but well, us non aliens can't help it. Hear the music when we walk around. But no, but I, all kidding aside, <laughs> even me just, too. Yeah. It's just even even Karana's heard it. Uh, but like just in the last decade, yeah, yeah. So Hello, goes, like a, right, a bunch I mean, of chasing songs, pavements, yeah. all these right. songs, just yeah. everywhere, you know. So like, all right, well, I've heard them, you know, a lot, and um, but I've never once like sought one out, and I never probably will. But I don't. <laughs> but she's also like, I'm not. She's obviously talented, super talented. She has one of the best voices, um, you know, in her class. Like definitely. You know, if Taylor Swift, they're about the same age. She's 32. Taylor yep. Swift's 30. She can just destroy Taylor Swift in terms of a voice. She's got a, she's a huge talent vocally. Um, and actually, that's one of the things I really like about this song is she makes this, it's, this isn't easy. She makes this sound easy, like effortless. She's doing all these vocal flips and stuff that just, she has a lot of personality around because, because it's not difficult for her to achieve the you know the the vocal prowess part of it the harder elements of it she just, just rip it out you just compared her to Taylor Swift and you said that uh, Adele has a much better voice way better no argument there yeah Taylor Swift writes more interesting music I think it's you're probably Adele's okay music oh yeah is not interesting like, I think it's not I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan I'm not either but. um but her the song that I like best for Taylor Swift I like better than this song shake it off is my favorite Taylor yeah that's a that's actually a really great a pop really song. Great song I really it's love like that song in my top yeah you know that's a great pop songs ever um it's, I think it's really good yeah it has that right it has that right groove of of the but I just think she like. does a yeah. lot of different stuff with different genres it's, it's true it might not be from it's not for me at all anyway B and then it's also just like it's just it's not it's not something I necessarily enjoy. It's like I don't really necessarily enjoy Dell, but Dell songs, except for this one, all kind of sound sort of the same. Well, this album's a little bit different. The first two albums are a little bit more R and B, um, and this one gets a little bit more electronic. But, but they're all dark. Adele usually is really kind of a darker musician, like it's sadder down songs. This one, even though this is like this isn't necessarily a happy song, it's like a much more uplifting kind of fuck you kind of go your own way song why do which women i like do that i don't uh, a lot of women's song songs written by women are about kind of telling a guy to go fuck themselves and not many guys sing about telling a woman to go to hell it's usually not like that no it's usually more lost from a guy she left me and right it's lost it's not go fuck yourself yeah you're right i don't know i wonder if that's like some sort of like uh because like obviously most domestic violence happens from men to women right so is this some sort of like rebuke to that like or is this some sort of rebuke like i guess it's odd like you know yeah maybe it's a, a strong these, a it is a stronger move so, songs written by women are about like, go fuck yourself negative relationships are yeah. very angry yeah and i mean there's definitely songs about sadness too obviously sure but um 
But there's an, a tone of anger in songs that women write that men don't have. You're right. It could typically. be could be more of a take take your power back type of thing to to write it that res- way. And women listening really respond to it. Like there's like underlying. You know what I mean? Like women audiences really enjoy that kind of music. Yeah, and it's something that's more empowering. I can I can understand why. Yeah, but it's interesting that it's, it's a one sided street. It is. Um, yeah, you don't see it as often no. on the other side. No, but I I like that about this. I and I really I like the lyrics a lot. Tell uh, send my love to your new lover. I think is a real is like a crafty is a is a crafty like line. I I like I like I don't the lyrics like that when our kids anymore. She's twenty five. You, you are still a kid. Shut up. Yeah, but when you're 25, you think you're I know, you're right. You think you're... And I give her credit. She always puts her age in her album. That's what she her does. albums are, are named that. And I think that's really great, actually, because maybe you're right. Maybe I'm being too critical for that exact reason. Yeah. In that um, she is, to her credit, she's saying, hey, this is this point in my life, which is, must be kind of a cool benchmark for her. It is. To do it that way. And she'd just become a mom. I know, So she didn't release this for years. It took her like three years to write this fucking thing. She had writer's block after writer's block. She also had that block. vocal surgery too. She did have vocal yeah. surgery, um, I think after her tour for 21. Um, but yes, yeah, so she started writing these songs when she was 25, but probably didn't get it out until it was, she was 28. I think she's 32 now, so something like that. She was 28 years oh, okay. old. But she had just become a mom too when she was finishing these songs and now kind of dealing with... Right. That's a huge life shift too, you know. Now, yeah, and she she originally planned to kind of be more of a stay at home mom, and then she got divorced. That's right. I mean, not that she needs the money, but I think I think she also had a kind of a life shift there. So I'm guessing she's a new album coming out. So she just hosted SNL. Oh, she did like two weeks ago. Yeah, you probably don't know. That. Wait, hosted it or <laughs> was a musical guest? <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt flies back to earth. Wait, do you still watch? Uh, you still watch well, SNL? Where would happen? Yeah, <laughs> and I yeah. watch the monologue. I can't, I keep up with with things. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a human. And uh, <laughs> no, she hosts, so she didn't. Do, she wasn't a musical guest. She only hosted. Interesting. And a big reason she said is, "Hey, my album's not done yet. I don't want to come on and kind of sing. Like, I don't have new songs to sing yet because mm. I haven't quite." figured them out yet like it's all just about done she said if it wasn't for covid it would have been out already but she said that kind of like you know kind of gummed up the works a bit so yeah, um, she only hosted um so but she has a new album that's going to be out definitely in 2021 i guess it's like almost done interesting she see she takes a little bit of time in between she did 19 she did 21 right. 25 which actually didn't happen until she was and this one's even like a longer break so. yeah um but it was interesting so she was going through writer's block and she was meeting with a bunch of different producers and apparently she she met with rick rubin Listen to her songs, and, and he was like, "This is not. This isn't good. Like, you need to go back to the drawing board." Can you imagine hearing that from fucking? You're Adele. You know, your last album sold like 13 million copies, and you're hearing from Rick Rubin that these songs aren't good enough. But he was right. Like, these don't sound like you. And so she went back to the drawing board. I give him credit. Usually, that, it's well, a he's lot got. Of, and I give her credit for not surrounding herself with yes men. That's true too. But I mean, Rick Rubin. After the you know amount of things that he's produced in his life, it's hey, you, you, you it's, have that it's stature. It's easy to just go, go get along to go along, keep getting those That's checks. True. That's true. You know, but he probably doesn't. He doesn't. He's need that. right. I give him credit. Oh, yeah. he, he's he's. I I like him a lot. Yeah, of course. Uh, and I give her a lot of credit for having the you know for for being okay. Right. Well, I mean, you you hear stuff about like Madonna, especially in later years, surrounding yourself with all yes people. Yeah, and then she's making poor decisions. No one's calling her out on it. So yeah. So one of the, the last producer or the second last producer she met was this guy or she was working with this guy, Ryan Tedder, who was also, he's the lead singer of a, I don't know if it's like new. I can't remember the band that he's in, but they weren't, they weren't like, they weren't getting it together. And I guess they went out to eat and she heard this song. Taylor Swift. Hear the guitar. Uh, 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 hear that rhythm. See, this is a good. That's a more interesting song than anything Adele's done. But that rhythm, no, it's not. Uh, but that rhythm is very similar to. Uh, it is. Uh, 
Uh, uh. So she heard that. So yeah. they're out to dinner. She heard that. And the uh, Ryan Tedder said like, oh, I know the producer. His name is Max Martin. Why don't like here? I'll send you more of his stuff. And maybe it makes sense for you to work with him. And she ended up working with him to produce the rest of this album. And uh, he, you know, he wrote um, some, I love to your new lover with, with Adele. So it was that connection with, uh, with Swift that, that made that happen. No, that Taylor Swift song. It's not. It's recycled rock tune. It's not a. That's not a very good song. Um, Semi love to it's you. More, it, it's way it's better. More um, maybe interesting. The right or not the right word. It's more. I don't know. Like, it's something I'd rather listen to. I guess it's a, more pleasing to my ear. Yeah. And I and but you can hear that her voice is nowhere near Adele. Nowhere. I'm not, I'm not, it's not even. But it's like from a song from all the whole enchilada. Yeah. Like I just think Adele songs is kind of like they're all like uh. they're all. I this is my favorite Adele song by far. I don't really like her style of music either. Even when the older like R and B stuff, it wasn't that wasn't my thing. This seemed this is kind of a different one for Who her. Do you like I really like it. Amy Winehouse or Adele. I was never a Winehouse fan. So I like Amy Winehouse more, but I think they're roughly around this. I only they're, I put them in the same kind of. But I only really know her that hit song that she, the rehab song. Yeah, maybe I need to listen. I probably need to listen to more of her songs and then make the comparison. She's got a better. So she uh, Adele has a better voice than Winehouse does. If I was an old, oh yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think Winehouse songs are more are more. Compelling. Are they more interesting? Um, yeah. If I was an older lady, like in my late fifties, I'd be like really into Adele. I think. I can see that. I'd be like, yeah, like I would have like yeah. all, I would have my workstation set up with like a lot of inspirational phrases. <laughs> I have like pictures of my family, you know, maybe got like the two, you know, the two new grandkids, just babies. And I would be like a lot of Adele. Like Adele would be a big I can see that. part of my life. Yeah. Cause she's not threatening. She's not doing anything that's no. so out of the box where you're like, Ooh, you know, um, and I'd feel kind of hip for knowing her. Cause yes, she's new, but like, she's hey, young. And I, she's got a killer I always voice. Tell my kids, like, you know, do you guys should new, new Adele. She's very passionate in right. the way that she sings. So yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, it's not really for me. Barbara really likes her. I think because of how powerful, how how strong her voice is. It's child, like Barbara's got a like a really legit voice. So you know, she'll she likes she likes to sing along to people who can who she who can, can match. Sing, yeah. yeah, so Adele is one of them. Or even Pink. Pink's got like a crazy voice too and does some cool stuff. She likes singing those. Those songs, so that that makes sense. But Pink, not Pink huge... is interesting to me. Pink is more interesting than Adele to me. Pink is a little like self-referential and oh, kind yeah, of like a little like um, you know the, the, her style of writing is not my thing. But she has a really some talented of her lyrics voice. are kind of dumb. They're d- that's the thing. It's like too too yeah. much. Like oh, I'm doing this today. But then everyone's supposed to have this talking about oh, that's that's I'm, I'm intrigued. You know, yeah. I don't seek Pink out either, though. I don't see no, but I but I can appreciate her. Um, she's yeah, got, we I can we too. we played a um we covered a song a Pink song too. There's a um playing Barbies in my room. I can't remember the name of the 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 song, but something like that. It's a it's like it's not it's not amazingly written, but she she performs it well, and she has she's got a really crazy voice. Barbara likes Pink too because she's really like kind of badass. You know, she's always like fit and strong and empowering and has a cool voice and yeah. kind of doesn't fit the mold of the pop right, star. So sure. she, she can see that, but or right. she can, she can be into that, but it's not really yeah. my music either, but I kind of, I kind of put them in the same, the same box. This album. So this is their, her third album, 25, uh, debuted number one in 32 countries. Oh, I mean, it's huge, uh, album of the year. Grammy, um, sold 23 million copies worldwide mm-hmm. and was even like, so, Number one year-end U.S. on the Hot 200. Number 26 in 27, in, in uh, 2017 year-end. And remember, this came out in, or this came out sort of end of the year. Uh, and then 2018, still 119 on the top 200. Wow. This thing was number 19 of the decade. 
Yeah. So huge, huge sales. Uh, it's like I believe crushed it. everything. And Adele, thirty-two years old, ninety million albums sold already. And three albums. It's fucking crazy. That's pretty good. She'll and hit. she's not one to be a featured in all these. Albums. She did Skyfall, no. but other yeah, than that, which actually I really like that song okay. too. It's, it's not, obviously it's not as good as the uh, the Jack no, White. We, we all do. It. Yeah, we all do. But it. the Sky Skyfall is good. That's a good all song. Right. It is a good right. one. Yeah. And I love that movie too, as you know. So, uh, totally off topic yeah. in some way, but I want to get your musical take on something. So, uh, the McCartney dropped an album last night. So, we're taping this on a Friday. Paul McCartney no. did? Yeah. I haven't heard it. Today's Friday, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, last night, uh, he dropped an album. Uh, it's called McCartney 3. Mm. Um, it's obviously not his third so album, but yeah. he basically did McCartney 1 after uh, the Beatles broke up. Yep. And he did McCartney 2 after Wings broke up. Oh. And then he did this one because basically he did this all by himself. He played all the instruments. He, he was just bored at home with COVID. Yeah. And he's kind of doing this as a kind of more like society broke down. This is, this is it. And it, it's kind of a fun listen. Like it's not bad. It's interesting. But then I was like thinking, all right, what's my favorite Beatles song? Okay. Oh, uh, no, no. Post Beatles. Like from a Beatle <sighs> that's after Beatles. And it's got to be, for me, it's like number one by a mile. It's maybe a maze, which sounds like a Beatles song. It's a beautiful song. I probably have heard it too much, but I love that song. It's a great song. Um, watching the wheels is my favorite lennon that's a good one that's a really good one and what is, is that the one where a uh, woman i can hardly explain is that i don't know it doesn't start with woman i think it's the same no song. no woman that's called woman is it really yeah i'm conflating the two of them yeah uh actually watching the wheels is on double fantasy as well is it watching the wheels is about basically him being like stay-at-home dad oh and yeah everyone's telling him he's crazy he's like <sighs> and he's like no like i'm having fun just make, making shadows on the wall like doing shot uh, right, 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 right. uh and it's just it's really i think it's just a, a great song um, there's some george harrison ones though afterwards uh what did he do uh my sweet lord which i, I don't know the which religious is, that, that, album, but that's a beautiful best, song that's the best beatles album after a beatle like if you just Probably. one album like that's because the london stuff is kind of like all over the place like i like like one or two songs on all of his albums but the entire album itself is often sometimes it's yeah. terrible yeah like yoko's on half the song yeah. it's just a fucking mess yeah. Um, that's a, that Harrison song. That's and a McCartney's song. the same thing. McCartney's stuff is just. There's <laughs> been some wings that are really good. Yeah. And some, but a lot of it's really oh, shitty. It's really bad. It's too bad. I know. They really, man. Did, they, like, they, they really they should have really, stayed together. They, it's just like, fuck. Yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> 10 more years. <laughs> no, with a hot take. Uh, <laughs> you know, Beatles are stuck together. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but it is funny, though, how they really did need each other. They needed each other. Because, like, the Harrison album, God only knows, is so great, but it's, but it's all like, it's all stuff. That album is all stuff he wrote. The Beatles rejected. Yeah. So like that's basically a Beatles. It really is. And then um, maybe I'm amazed. Is you, that's basically a Beatles, it's a Beatles song. song. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a fucking. It's a, it does. It sounds like the Beatles are there. It's a fucking Beatles song. Uh, the Lennon stuff is kind of all over the place. You know, I know I don't really like the song. Imagine it's kind of preachy and annoying. I'm but, annoyed, um, but yeah. But some of the other stuff is some interesting stuff. But it's kind of. But he's a mess. He had like you know he just was kind of all over the place. He finally got a shit together and he gets killed. Right. But um. But yeah, it's just like I. You would have thought. You would have thought like one of them would have made it work, particularly because how talented they were as even as musicians. Right. Like they just, I, you know, you hear stories of how many live shows they played in their early career as late teenagers into their early twenties. So how tight they were, how great they were as a band, and, and like so good on in their instruments. You'd think they like they just would have. They, like, so, they're so creative and so talented. They would have just. Figured I mean, it out. McCartney's in his seventies, and he just, still he just put out an album where he played every instrument on the album. Yeah, and he like did all, right. all of it himself. And he's like old man, like he is so talented, he's so talented. Like how did he? But he's so fucking like saccharine. He's so yeah, he fucking is. overly sentimental. 
he he just can't get out of his own way with that. The other thing is, I think he's written. He's probably written a thousand songs or something, and yeah, and he's sure. just not a good editor. Like he's just not good no. at saying saying okay, that shouldn't be on the album. Well, Lennon, oh, that shouldn't Lennon be. Lennon would be like that's like that's that's over the top. That's like yeah. um, it's too it's too um much of a remote for like some of the critiques you have like about like Field of Dreams and stuff. Like it's too sentimental. Too sentimental. Like you got like we have to throw in an edge there. Like, yeah, and um you're right. Without that, it doesn't really have that without filter. That guy telling him yep. to put that edge in. The songs just like don't have any oomph. No, it's just like and they're forgettable, and it's just like they're like maudlin at times. It's like ugh. And then Lane's stuff is just like his ego is unchecked. Yeah, it's all at wild, and he's doing super like finger pointy and yeah, a huge message, very and, preachy, very e- egotistical songs. And then he has his meltdown in '74 when yeah. him and Harry Nielsen are just like out of which the Beatles would never have let that happen. But he people would have been like, dude, get your shit. Yeah, you, like, we gotta get back in the studio. On? You can't yeah. be getting drunk, and, right? you know, pulling your pants down every single night. Like, it's not going to work. But he's no. just in LA, just going wild. And then, uh, you know, then he gets his shit together with, you know, Yoko at the end, but, you know, but then he's 40. Yeah. You know, like his whole 30s, like, were wasted. Yeah. I mean, in a lot of ways. I know he wrote Imagine. I'm not trying to, like, be all that, but it's just like, uh, and then, you know, McCartney, it's just, uh, it just bums me out. Like, I just, it is a bummer. I look at it, you know, it's just like, you know, because these guys are going to be gone soon. You know, Ringo and, you know, Lennon yeah. are going to be, they'll be dead soon. It's McCartney, like, yeah. I mean, Lennon's, I'm sorry, Lennon's, um, gone, yeah. Right, Lennon, Lennon's been dead for a while, obviously. And Harrison died young, too. Oh, um, that's really sad. But he like, would have, hey, that's the thing. If Harrison, Harrison would have done it, like he would have, he would have played with a bunch of people. He would have been, I mean, he was alive. It wasn't like he died that young. I mean, he no, he's in his 50s when right, he died, right? right? That's, that's fucking young. That's but too no, young. Yeah, no, I agree. Oh, I, I completely agree. But it wasn't like he didn't have, he had his whole 30s and 40s. It's he true. Done stuff. He didn't do shit. I mean, I shouldn't say it either. I'm saying he didn't do shit. I guess I'm comparing it to the Beatles, like the Beatles. And it's just like, yeah, he put out some decent rock albums. He was in Traveling Wilburys. He did some yeah. fun stuff. And, but it's like, yeah you know I, I feel like there's like stuff left on the table there he would have been seen like he was he was seen as sort of the god godfather of rock guitar at that time like clapton looked up to right. him people looked up to him and then and, what clapton stole his wife right is that how it works yes, <laughs> yes. That way left. Right uh yes um i think it was that way i think it was was it the other way around it was the other way around it might have been the other way around but still they were buddies and like yeah, looked right, up to him the other way around yeah yeah i think so it's a weird story <laughs> it was weird but still looked up to him and he, he i think he would have continued that role it's like like the the elder the elder sage you know there were a lot of guitars guitar players better than him but they but he right. really I mean, he had, but he still he innovated of being a, yeah i mean he, he was he, he innovated his guitar stuff on those albums are, is really good yeah it's, he's a really good player so yeah I, it's sad no question in my mind so let's say Ryan doesn't die yeah uh I guess Mark David Chapman tried to kill himself a few years earlier uh, by uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, but the hose that he had failed. Really? So let's pretend that hose didn't fail and he yeah. dies in his garage and he, we never know his name. So I uh, a thousand percent believe that there was so much money in concerts in the eighties that they would have gone on tour in like the mid eighties. No doubt. No, no question. No doubt. Once stadium tours became a thing, someone, some promoter would have given him a check. It would have been just too big. To they would have had to. Yeah. And they would have, li- I'm sure, you know, you need time off, but you'd think, they had such a bond. You'd think that five years off, 10 years off. And they were trying to hang out. There's that great famous story about SNL. So SNL back in the late seventies had a really, Warren Michaels goes on and he's like, I will personally, I want to have the Beatles get back together. He says, says, I will personally write a check to each one of the Beatles for, I think it's for a thousand dollars each or give them a total of $10,000 to come play here at SNL. I will write the check out. The check is right here. Make obviously making light of how little the the money is. But McCartney and Lennon were in New York 
Really? Uh, at Lennon's house. And they were just like hanging out next to smoking weed, just hanging out. And they're like, we should just go do it. <laughs> that would have been almost awesome. Maybe they couldn't logistically make it happen, uh, so they didn't do it. But like, how amazing would that have been? Amazing. Um, that would have been um, one of the most watched things ever, probably. Well, we wouldn't even know. It would have been happening. It was all live. So yeah. it wasn't like playing. It would have just like, what is like happen? It would have been like the most, it would have been incredible. Yeah. Um, so like there was already, it wasn't like they weren't getting along at the end. Yeah. Like they were, I think it would have they happened. Were, they weren't angry. You know, they weren't like angry at each other. I think the time off Lennon had between, uh, his lost weekend years in 75 and then, you know, to 80 when he just with his kids and just became more domesticated and you can even hear his music in double fantasy. It's much more calm down. Yeah. And, uh, less, much less preachy. And I think he would have, they would have done, they would have definitely done it. And then, they, like, and then oh, they would have, we, we kind of got robbed there. I think. Totally. Then they probably would have recorded again. Oh, they totally would have. Yeah. I mean, I know. Damn it. In some ways, though, for their legacy, it's almost better. It never happened. Like, they, oh, well, they crushed their legacy with doing like the stuff in the 90s. I know that. I don't mind that real love song. Oh, the free is free as a bird. Hate it. It's It's okay. Fucking bullshit. I like it more than other stuff. I watched the whole anthology on ABC. I watched the whole thing. I probably watched it. It's good. It was, right. it was okay. It was okay. It's just not like when I think of it's the good. White Album and fucking Revolver and Abbey Road and, and even what was the last album was um uh, Let It Be Let It Be which I love. Well, I actually, love Abbey Road, the last album. But yeah, it was the last right. released album. Yes, yeah. Let It Be. I love ah, the Phil Spector stuff's a lot. I love I Dig a Pony, The Two of Us. I love that fucking album. Let It Be is great. Let It Be is a beautiful um, song. Yeah, I love that album. It's a couple songs I like. Of it. It's a couple songs I like. Yeah, I can listen. I used to listen to that straight. Really? Through. Yeah, yeah I, I really so like that. It's, album. it's, it's there I, for me. It's the most inconsistent because the Spectre out influence. I don't like with that. Hmm. Um, Let it be is absolutely. That's a great song. Yeah, all time. Might be my favorite Beatles song now. It's not my favorite Beatles song, but it's a great. Do you have a favorite Beatles song? Um, it always varies. I mean, I don't know. That's hard to say. I don't know. Cause there's so there's so much like. <laughs> Like ugh. Blackbird's beautiful. Blackbird's and, great. Uh, such a, I, that was one of the first guitar songs I ever learned to play. Um, and I even like some of their psychedelic stuff. Like I like the, Rocky Raccoon. That's a cool song. It's a cool song. Is oh, that's on the White Album. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I really like the White Album. It's okay. Rocky Raccoon is neat because it's just neat. so it's so like weird and it's very dark. weird, very dark for like such a cartoony. I know. thing. It's so dark. I I, I like that song a lot. Um, yeah, so we are back on wednesday back on wednesday with oh this is our fan week this is the fan yeah so we're starting off with gladiator when do gladiator uh and then saturday we are having the show um um <laughs> R- battlefield R- 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 wanted uh he's nominated um uh battlefield earth so we're doing that on saturday with the santana song on saturday so that's gonna be this will be uh that's that'll be a good one I guess maria that's our, maria that's our christmas gift to you that's, yep. what, you, that's what you guys wanted is the fan choice so that's what you're gonna get so you're gonna get and then we are uh, our patreon show next week will be frequency uh dennis quaid jim caviezel movie yeah um but we are back on wednesday with gladiator and some song and some song i forgot it. oh macy gray and macy oh yeah I, was i try i forget i think so yeah so macy gray and gladiator on wednesday anything else you want to go over no I think that's it. I think that's it. See you guys on Wednesday. See you.